Thank you, New York. We love New York. We love New York. Oh, I bet you do. From Pacifica Radio in Los Angeles, this is the broadcast as heard on KPFK, 90.7 FM in L.A., 98.7 FM in Santa Barbara, 93.7 FM in San Diego, and 99.5 FM in Ridgecrest and China Lake. Up in Oregon on 91.7 FM KYAQ on the Central Coast and 106.7 FM Queso in Cottage Grove. Out in Pennsylvania... Yes, we're looking at you, Pennsylvania, 93FM, WLRI in Lancaster, out in Hawaii on 88.5FM, KAKU, the voice of Maui, up in Minneapolis, St. Paul on AM950, KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota, and now out in Ohio on WGRN 94.1 in Col- FM in Columbus, Ohio. Welcome aboard, Buckeye State. Of course, we are also coast-to-coast and around the globe, streaming on the Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Indie Media Weekly, FYI Nation, Radio or Not, Radio Free Brooklyn, GDPR Nashville, Detour Talk in East Tennessee, and Blanketing the Earth five days a week, Monday through Friday, on Radio Sputnik. Glad you could join us. I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, and all-around swell fellow, says me, from bradblog.com. Thank you for joining us. We will have, oh yeah, here we go, news on New York primary results, concerns about those results, and your calls if the radio gods are with us today uh, on that and more, uh, if you want to get in line, go ahead, jump on in. 818-985-5735 is our phone number. 818-985-5735 in the Southern California listening area, if you are listening or streaming live. Uh, but at first, uh, we got quite a bit of breaking news here happening uh, today and even just on the way over here to the studio here and at uh, KPFK, um, breaking uh, this from uh, Sputnik News: mass evacuation after a blast at uh, Pemex oil facility in southern Mexico. We'll be keeping our eyes on that. Uh, also, AP, according to a source, says that Volkswagen is now agreeing to spend just over one billion dollars to compensate. Uh, to compensate owners of diesel cars that cheat on emissions tests. That's a story we've been following over the past year. Uh, and those computers on those cars that passed uh, testing did not get discovered to be cheating because when you test in a lab, they worked fine. But on the road, uh, the computers are programmed to do something completely different. Sound familiar to those of you who uh, who follow our election coverage with computers that cannot be tested on Election Day for accuracy? 
Uh, anyway, uh, so that's some of the breaking news. Also, some uh, uh, breaking news a little bit earlier today. We'll go to Desi Doyen for this. Uh, three charged with uh, several crimes in the Flint water crisis today. Desi Doyen, our producer and uh, host of uh, Green News Report. <laughs> Hi, Des. Hi. What's going on up in Flint today? Well, the, in a press conference today, Michigan Attorney General Bill Schuette announced a total of 18 felony and misdemeanor criminal charges against three officials. One was a Flint City water official. The other two are state employees with the Michigan Department of Environmental Quality. They've been charged with felony conspiracy to tamper with evidence, and that includes a uh, altering test results to make it look like houses that had been tested had lead service lines when in actuality they did not, and that is a direct violation of federal regulations. Um, they're Interesting. Also test uh, Messing with test results. That's yeah. a story with the Volkswagen. That's a story with Flint. All right, continue. Yeah, this press guy, on. though, yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, and then the uh, other... Felony accounts are for misleading federal officials because, you know, when you Mm -hmm. alter test results and then the federal officials look at that and say, oh, so the problem's not as bad as we thought. So that's misleading and Mm. that's a felony. Also, uh, misconduct in office for failing to provide safe drinking water to the people of Flint. Also, uh, violations of state and federal drinking water laws. And also the attorney general says the investigation is continuing and is getting broader and he expects more charges. Charges to come against other officials. Yeah, he said not only does he expect, he says that I can guarantee. He warned yeah. there will be more charges and uh, that no one is off the table. Uh, Governor Rick Snyder, for his part, uh, filled a few jugs of water earlier this week from Flint and said, oh, I'm going to drink this for the next 30 days to show you that it's safe. Uh, and of course, uh, Rick Snyder is past the age where uh, lead poisoning w- would have the worst effects. Right. The worst effect is on yeah. uh, is on developing brains of, of children. Yeah. So uh, I wonder, will Rick Snyder uh, feed that water to his grandchildren? Good question. Yeah. And the point, of course, remains that none of Flint's service lines have been replaced. And uh, actually, another point remains is that there were... Uh, uh, some 12 deaths related to Legionnaire's disease, 91 right. cases uh, that that could be tied to this uh, Flint drinking water. Right. There is a question yeah. uh, that's still under investigation because, you know, they have to prove mm-hmm. it scientifically regarding the Legionnaire's deaths. And the attorney general said specifically that they are not dealing right now with these uh, these recent charges. These don't deal with the Legionnaire's disease, right. but that is part of the investigation. Good. And they will get to that. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, speaking of Flint, I know, uh, Desi Doyen, you'll be back with our Green News report a little bit later in the program. Hillary Clinton says she has a big plan to eliminate lead contamination across the country within uh, within five years. Uh, recently, uh, AP found that, uh, according to EPA data, n- nearly 1,400 water systems serving 3.6 million Americans exceeded the federal lead standard at least once between the uh, the beginning of 2013 and last September. So we've got a much bigger problem in this country than I think oh, that yeah. uh, we're really talking about. Uh, so we will have that, uh, a historic rain event in Houston. Unbelievable, actually. Uh, and uh, now uh, this really, really boring 
really, really boring story that uh, another month was the hottest month on record, March 2016. We will have that. Uh, but, Des, I've got, uh, before I get on to New York here, uh, some bad news for you. Uh, you have been overlooked once again. Oh, dear. Yeah, I know. Uh, Alexander Hamilton will stay on the front of the $10 bill, uh, but it will be African-American abolitionist Harriet Tubman who will boot Andrew Jackson from the $20 bill. So once again, you've been overlooked. I'm you, okay with that. You I'm will just, not appear. I'm just glad that Andrew Jackson's being kicked off because the man was a racist, he was a slaveholder, and he was the architect and chief pusher of the genocide of Native Americans. Now, you, so may, have, you, you may have some conflicts of interest there. No, Do, I would don't. you like to disclose your conflicts of interest? Well, so-called, yes. One of my yeah. ancestors was instrumental in, uh, in the Trail of Tears, mm-hmm. so... Um, yeah. Which forcibly relocated Native Americans. Right, and, and led to some 2,000, thousands yeah. and thousands died on the Trail of Tears, and it was uh, it was really bad. So, and it was Andrew Jackson who personally yep. said, oh, the Supreme Court, the U.S. Supreme Court says that we have to let the Indians stay on their land. Well, if they want to enforce their ruling, let them try it. Yeah. And then he proceeded to, of course, launch the Trail of Tears. So he's out of there. He's off the $20 bill. People thought it was going to be— uh, The uh, Treasury Department had announced— they were going to be getting rid of uh, Alexander Hamilton off the 10. But that was before Alexander uh, Hamilton had a hit Broadway show, apparently, that has changed the outlook for Alexander Hamilton. So he gets to stay. So he gets to stay. But you know what? Yeah. Get the racist off the money. I'm happy with that. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, in the meantime, uh, on the 20, uh, Harriet Tubman, of course, uh, was born into slavery. She escaped and subsequently made some 13 missions to rescue approximately 70 enslaved families and friends. Uh, through the uh, through the Underground Railroad, she was also a participant in the fight for women's suffrage after the uh, after the Civil War. On the ten dollar bill, in the meantime, a montage of leaders from the women's suffrage movement are, will reportedly be added to the back of uh, of that bill behind Alexander Hamilton. So there's that. Uh, that's supposed to come by, uh, I think, uh, 2020. Uh, th- but it has been 100, more than 100 years since a woman has appeared on American paper money at all. Uh, Susan B. Anthony and Sacagawea dollar coins were in uh, limited runs a few years ago. But the last time women were pictured on U.S. currency was in the 1800s. It was Martha Washington on a $1 certificate and Pocahontas in a group engraving on some currency. So... So there you go. So yay. Hooray for Harriet Tubman. Hooray for Harriet Tubman. Uh, All right. Moving on to uh, New York. Hooray for New York, uh, where Donald Trump absolutely crushed uh, all of his opponents uh, on Tuesday in the New York primary uh, with 60 percent of the vote. Second place was not Ted Cruz, but was actually what? John Kasich. John Kasich got 25 percent. Ted Cruz got 14, just a little bit over 14 percent. But that means actually with Trump getting 60 and Kasich getting 25 percent, if you doubled John Kasich's uh, uh, totals, he would still lose to Donald Trump in New York uh, by 10 percent, according to the reported results. Uh, So Trump got more than double 
the second place. Now, you might say, well, that's uh, Trump's uh, hometown. He's from New York. True. But apparently he lost Manhattan just barely. Nobody has really bothered to check the results. We've reported over the years on this program, for example, back in 2010 up in the Bronx, thousands of uh, votes were simply lost on the uh, on the optical on the paper ballot optical scanners that they use now out there in uh, in New York. So take all of these results with a grain of salt, and I'll explain uh, why a, a little bit, uh, why, why you really should in, in a little bit. Uh, in any event, it looks like Ted Cruz's uh, sneering uh, at so-called New York values did him no good in the state of New York for some reason. Uh, Trump has continued to describe the GOP nomination process as, quote, crooked and rigged, even as he continues uh, winning it handily. As the uh, reported results in uh, New York on Tuesday night also show, it is now mathematically impossible for Ted Cruz to get the 1,237 delegates, at least the bound delegates for the GOP convention in Cleveland in July. That's what he would need to somehow beat Trump on the first ballot at that convention. Cruz could still get a combination of bound and unbound delegates to reach that 1,237 on the first ballot. Uh, about five percent of the uh, of the delegates that have been selected during the Republican uh, nominating process are actually unbound. They are not required to vote for any one candidate on that first ballot. But uh, he's darn near mathematically eliminated. Ted Cruz is. Uh, we'll see, though, as things move ahead. Meanwhile, on the Democratic side. Hillary Clinton was the uh, huge victor yesterday, 58 percent over uh, Bernie Sanders, 42 percent. That was a 16 point victory for Hillary Clinton. Uh, She now leads in the pledged delegate count by about 237 votes, with uh, all of this delegate math still being figured out in New York and elsewhere as well. Uh, She had a a pickup of approximately uh, 30, a little bit more than 30 delegates in the state of New York, if the math we now have uh, continues to hold. According to 538.com, Bernie Sanders is at about 92 percent of the target that he would need to win a majority uh, at the Democratic convention in Philadelphia. Uh, Hillary Clinton is running ahead of that target. She's got about 108 percent of what she would need uh, if she stays on track at this point. Uh, and it's looking good for it. Looking, no question about it. Looking very good for Hillary Clinton over Bernie Sanders. However, there are 384 delegates uh, at stake in five contests, five contests next Tuesday alone in, in uh, Pennsylvania, Maryland, Delaware, Connecticut and Rhode Island. Maryland, by the way, using paper ballots once again for the first time since the year 2000. There's some good news we may talk about uh, in a little bit. In her victory speech, Hillary Clinton declared the race is, quote, now in the home stretch and victory is in sight. She seemed to be uh, trying, hoping to pull the party together with her rhetoric, though uh, shortly thereafter, shortly after her speech, her her press spokesperson went on to describe uh, Bernie Sanders' rhetoric in the campaign as destructive. Even David Axelrod, Obama's former campaign chief, uh, was critical of that. Uh, He tweeted uh, minutes after Hillary Clinton talks unity, her spokeswoman calls Senator Sanders campaign destructive. I honestly don't get it, said David Axelrod. 
For their part, the Sanders campaign says they still see, they still see a path to the nomination, though it likely requires winning at least three of the states holding primaries next Tuesday, including Pennsylvania, where, by the way, they uh, they vote all across that state with 100 percent unverifiable touchscreen voting systems. So whatever it is, they report out of Pennsylvania. Y'all are just going to have to live with it. There will be almost uh, no way to uh, test if any of those votes cast on those touchscreens, even one of them, if even one of them accurately reflects the will of the voters. Yeah, that's a problem, don't you think? Gosh, I wish somebody had talked about that before. Uh, in any event, uh, that's uh, so they got to have a big week uh, next week. What is it? April 26. Uh, and that's all before they may still have to make a case to superdelegates, uh, the party's inside power brokers and elected officials at the convention in Philadelphia, that the, they should cast their vote for Senator Sanders instead of Hillary Clinton. By the way, OK, I skipped a whole bunch of states there. Those five states next week. Then there is a succession of states, uh, one or two per week thereafter, until we get out here to California on June 7th, uh, where there are some 400 delegates at stake that day. In any event, the math is is looking very difficult for Bernie Sanders. They would now have to pull off a lot of those unpledged superdelegates, peel them away somehow from Hillary Clinton. But a reminder that a majority of the superdelegates back in, uh, in 2008 had also told the media that they planned to vote for Hillary back then before they subsequently went on to vote for Barack Obama at the convention in Denver that year. But it's going to take uh, some big efforts, some big turnouts and, frankly, some big landslides for Bernie Sanders between now and then uh, to start moving this thing at all. In the meantime, uh, we talked a great deal on the broadcast yesterday about the problems that uh, New York voters were running into at the polls. So I'm going to try to not get into this too, too deeply because I do want to get to your phone calls. We've got a lot to cover, but I do want to hear from you at 818-985-5735. That's 818-985-KPFK with your thoughts. Um But to briefly uh, recap and to cover some more of what we know about the concerns and uh, the nightmares, frankly, that people ran into once again, simply trying to vote in uh, in in New York, in New York State on Tuesday, the Sanders campaign called reports of uh, irregularities around the straight around the state a disgrace. I agree. Uh, A Sanders spokesperson uh, said in an email uh, to CNN that the difficulties were a, quote, shameful demonstration. But of course, you would expect that from Bernie Sanders, right? He he ended up losing sour grapes. Well, no. Also, New York Mayor Bill de Blasio, who is a big Clinton supporter, he called for major reforms to the Board of Elections in New York. Uh, The New York mayor did uh, as uh, problems were reported across Uh, Across uh, New York City's five boroughs, Uh, he said in a statement on Tuesday, quote, it has been reported to us from voters and voting rights monitors that the voting lists in Brooklyn contain numerous errors, including the purging of entire buildings and blocks of voters from the voting lists. He called on uh, uh, the board, the election board out there to reverse that purge. He said the perception 
Even the perception that numerous voters may have been disenfranchised undermines the integrity of the entire electoral process and must be fixed. He is absolutely correct, of course. We went into uh, pretty deep detail about that purge in Brooklyn. Uh, there are legitimate reasons for some of those uh, voters to be taken off the rolls. Uh, there are also illegitimate reasons. Uh, now, the uh, the who is this? The election director, the board of elections uh, executive director, Michael Ryan, has gone through the numbers and explained why some one hundred and twenty six thousand Democratic voters were taken off the rolls in Brooklyn over uh, just since late last year. Uh, now, those are just uh, his explanations. Some of those explanations make sense. People moving out of the boroughs, uh, people who had gone inactive after having not uh, voted in the last two federal elections and then not responding to notices that they would be removed from the rolls. Uh, but a real investigation is obviously needed. So uh, New York City Comptroller Scott Stringer has pledged to audit the uh, the Board of Elections. He said the people of New York City have lost confidence that the board can effectively administer elections, and they intend to find out why the BOE is so constantly disorganized, chaotic, and inefficient. Of course, it wasn't only people being purged. It was also people showing up to the polls and finding out that they were not registered to vote as a Democrat, as they had thought that they were. There are also legitimate reasons for that to occur. We discussed some of those uh, yesterday with some information uh, from an election official up in, uh, in New York in Columbia County. A lot of people think, for example, that because they have been voting for Democrats, that they are actually registered as Democrats. That is... Uh, not necessarily true. And as uh, Virginia Martin, uh, the election director up in uh, in Columbia County, New York, who we've had her on the show many times, as she told us, uh, you know, whenever they had complaints and they've had a lot of them this year, they checked them out and they found that the paperwork actually showed that, no, they should not have been registered as a Democrat. So we will see. Uh, you know, that they had registered as independent originally or not affiliated, whatever they call it in New York. Uh, so we will see as an investigation moves forward, uh, the audit by the uh, New York City Comptroller and now the New York State Attorney General says, uh, the, Eric Schneiderman says that he too will be investigating what happened on Tuesday. His office said late yesterday that they were overwhelmed with voter complaints. They received nearly five times as many voter grievances Tuesday than during the 2012 general election. This was as of, uh, boy, as of 3.50 p.m. I know more came in throughout the night, but the uh, the voter hotline, the New York Attorney General's voter hotline, had received some 562 phone calls and 140 emails. Uh, the uh, office said that that uh, that they received roughly just 150 total complaints back in 2012. So this is by far the largest volume of complaints that we have received for an election. They say since uh, Attorney General Schneiderman took office in 2011. Uh, so that was uh, the attorney general. Meantime, the uh, 866 Our Vote, the nationwide nonpartisan election protection voter hotline, also received a record number of calls, over 900 calls from New Yorkers during the April 19 presidential primary as of 9 p.m. on Tuesday night, as of poll close on Tuesday night. They say that exceeds the number of calls they received from voters in other states. 
even those with recent restrictive laws uh, that have recently been changed, like Texas and Georgia. They say the hotline received calls from New Yorkers encountering problems that included confusion over eligibility to participate in party primaries, poll sites that failed to open on time, and malfunctioning polling machines some of which we went into on yesterday's broadcast. I'll point you back to bradblog.com to get information on that. All of that said, uh, I know a lot of Bernie Sanders uh, voters, are uh, supporters, are very concerned about what happened in New York, justifiably. Justifiably. But uh, I would urge folks uh, not to be fooled by a couple of things. One, uh, there was a report that was circulating yesterday about touchscreen votes uh, flipping from uh, Bernie Sanders to Hillary Clinton. And as I detailed, as I explained on yesterday's program, that report was a hoax from a fake Huffington Post website, even though people continue to show it to me today, continue to send me that link today. Uh, New York still does not use touchscreen voting systems. So if you see uh, people who are you know, cl- claiming that they just could not vote, that the machines would not allow them to vote for Bernie Sanders and have forced them to vote for Hillary Clinton, don't believe it. That is a hoax. And as to those 125,000 uh, voters who were purged from Brooklyn, Democratic voters who were purged in Brooklyn, that is troubling. No question about it. But it doesn't tell us that they were Bernie Sanders supporters any more than they were Hillary Clinton supporters. That we don't know. And that's why we need this investigation. On the presumption right now that it was just Democratic voters across the board in Brooklyn who were purged, even had those voters not been purged, right now there is no evidence that would have helped Bernie Sanders. Uh, I looked at the uh, I'm looking at the results here from the uh, New York 7th, 8th and 9th congressional districts. Those are essentially Brooklyn. In the 7th district, uh, Hillary Clinton beat Bernie Sanders 56 to 43. In the 8th, uh, she beat him uh, by almost double 63 and a half percent to 36 and a half percent. In the 9th district, the story was similar, 63, uh, 63% to 36%. So even if those 125,000 uh, purged Democratic voters had not been purged, as of now, we have no evidence that that would have necessarily helped Bernie Sanders. It may have helped Hillary Clinton to get more votes. So we that we just can't know. But that's one of the reasons why the New York uh, Comptroller's audit and the uh, uh, the state attorney general's investigation is so important. And it's uh, this lawsuit that has been filed against a lot of uh, filed by a number of voters, about 200 voters who say that they were inappropriately uh, either removed from the rolls or had their registration changed from Democratic to unaffiliated somehow. That lawsuit is moving forward. That's another important lawsuit so that we can investigate and find out what actually happened here. And once again, my regular reminder that it's a real goddamn shame we wait until after elections to concern ourselves with these things. Uh, We're going to take a quick break here and uh, talk a a bit more about New York and about uh, registration concerns out here in California and get to some of your calls at 818-985-5735, 818-985-KPFK. I'm Brad Friedman, and this is your Bradcast. (laughs) 
Hey, this is Brad. Do you enjoy your non-corporatized, commercial-free Bradcast? Yeah, me too. But we need your help to stay that way. Please consider supporting the investigative blogging, broadcasting, and muckraking that we do here on the Bradcast and the Green News Report and bradblog.com with a donation. It's easy. Stop by bradblog.com slash donate and drop a few dollars in the tip jar. You can make a one-time contribution or an automatic monthly donation of any amount you like. It's easy. It'll take you about 60 seconds, and you'll help me and Desi stay on the air to continue our troublemaking and muckraking without the corporate influence of anyone. Got it? Thanks. Stop by bradblog.com donate to help us out today. We're going to go up against some powerful forces that will do, say, and spend whatever it takes to stop us. But remember, it's not whether you get knocked down, it's whether you get back up. (laughs) Yeah. Hillary Clinton got back up in New York on Tuesday night. Welcome back to the broadcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. Uh, we will get to some of your calls at 818-985-5735 momentarily. You can also tweet me as ever at the Brad blog. And I've even got some emails I want to try to get to uh, that y'all sent into bradcast at bradblog.com, where I'm always happy to hear from you. Uh, all right. Even though uh, Bernie Sanders won eight of the last nine previous nominating contests prior to New York, uh, he did lose... One state on Tuesday night to Hillary Clinton, one state that will go Democratic this November, no matter what, no matter who is the Democratic nominee, most likely. So as was uh, clear from watching the cable news network last night, networks last night, even though uh, Bernie had won eight of the last nine previous contests prior to that over the previous several weeks, he went it. He lost one. In, he, won, he lost New York, which was going to Democrats anyway. Therefore, he must get out of the race immediately. That seemed to be the consensus, uh, incredibly enough. Now, Bernie Sanders, who did draw some 27,000 people to a rally, supporters to a rally just a few days prior to the uh, primary in Washington Square Park in New York City, uh, just like that, uh, 27,000. Some guy named uh, Barack Obama also drew similar numbers, 24,000 back in 2008 when Senator Barack Obama was running for president. Then Senator Obama, like Bernie, also went on to lose New York state in the primary to Hillary Clinton. Senator Obama at the time lost by uh, to Hillary Clinton by 17 points. Meantime, Bernie lost by just 16 points. Wonder whatever happened to that uh, Senator Obama guy. Anybody ever hear from him thereafter? Uh, nonetheless, uh, all the talk on cable news was whether Bernie needs to get out. Never mind that half of the country, including all of us out here in California, the nation's most populous state, almost twice as populous as New York. We haven't gotten a vote yet. Doesn't matter. Bernie Sanders got to get out of the race right now. Now, next uh, next Tuesday, as I said, April 26th, you got Connecticut, Delaware, Maryland, Pen- uh, Pennsylvania and Rhode Island. Then in the weeks after that, you've got to Indiana, West Virginia, Kentucky, Oregon. And then the biggest prize of all out here, June 7, California, about 400 delegates, which Bernie Sanders 
must not only must win, but must win in an absolute landslide if he has any chance of winning the nomination at this point. One of the biggest problems in New York, however, was the ridiculously early deadline to change party affiliation in order to vote in New York's closed primary. You had to, you had to change your, uh, your affiliation last October to vote as a Democrat in the closed primary in, uh, in New York yesterday on Tuesday. I think it's uh, like 193 days. A ridiculous system, terrible system, electoral system out there in, uh, in New York. Um, it just not and not, you know, not just that problem and people falling off the rolls, uh, but they have no early voting. Uh, they don't have uh, it's very difficult to to vote absentee out there to to register to vote online. It just terrible system in New York. Fix it. Please fix it, New York. Uh, our deadline out here in California is much shorter. If you'd like to uh, make sure you can vote in the California primary, you can change your party uh, registration up to two weeks before the primary. That would be May 23 out here for the June 7th primary. But even though the uh, Republican primary out here in California is closed, it is uh, the Democratic primary is 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 open, or at least partially open. But we've been discussing over the past uh, week how many out here in California think that they are registered as independent or as uh, what we call declined to state or unaffiliated. But in fact, they are registered with the American Independent Party, which is a far right wing party that people don't even know that they are registered with. A lot of uh, people, our own Desi Doyen had uh, back in 2008 found that surprise out when she went to vote in the uh, in the primary out here and was told, nope, you can't participate. You can't vote in the Democratic primary because you're a member of the American Independent Party. So I would urge folks to check their registration now. Don't wait until Election Day. Lauren C. Uh, emails us at bradcast at bradblog.com to say, uh, hey, Brad, I'm sure you know about this, but a lot of counties in California let you easily check your voter registration, including party affiliation. She says, I was worried that I may have accidentally registered with the American Independent Party, so I looked into it. And she points us to the uh, Secretary of State website uh, out here, sos.ca.gov where you can check your registration status uh, out here in uh, in Los Angeles, the nation's largest voting jurisdiction. You can go to lavote.net and check your registration status. Make sure you're on the rolls. Find out who you are, what party, if any, you are registered along with. Lauren C. went on to say uh, Alameda County, and I'm assuming the other counties labeled my registration as nonpartisan, uh, in which case, if she's labeled as nonpartisan, she would be able to vote in the Democratic primary. She said, I put a link in a Facebook status to encourage people to check their registration status, but I don't have that many friends, and I post too early in the morning on my community. Oh, that's sad. No, you have us as a friend, Lauren C., and you just uh, reached out to, uh, I don't know, a few million uh, people across the across the globe and, and out here in Southern California. She says, you can help more people and probably encourage people to check in other states. Thanks for fighting the good fight, Lauren. Uh, very good. Thank you uh, for that. Uh, Lauren, you did a great job. You just let a lot of people know they ought to check their registration. That same is true in Pennsylvania, uh, Rhode Island, Delaware, Connecticut, all the places that are voting next Tuesday. All right, let's get to some calls. 818-985-5735. Uh, let me go to, uh, where are we here? Uh, Don in Santa Monica. Hey, Don, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you. Um, 
my my choice is Bernie. However, if in the end he doesn't become the choice of the Democratic Party, mm-hmm. which would be a shame, uh, have Hillary make him vice presidential candidate. That would unite the party. Maybe that would keep his revolution going, because that's what we all want. How how about uh, if Elizabeth Warren is named the vice president? You think that would do the same yeah, thing? That, that that would help Bernie a lot. Help Bernie? If, you mean help if, Hillary? If, 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 yeah. No, no. If Bernie were ah. to have Elizabeth Warren now yeah. as his vice presidential candidate, yep. that would help him. But in a, like you said, that would be a good choice. But make sure that the the whole country switches also to hand counted paper ballots because we need to know who actually voted and, uh, and get the uh, tabulation corrected. I like that Don guy in Santa Monica. Thanks for the call, Don. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you. All right. Uh, let me go to uh, let me go to Sue. Here we go. Sue in Whittier. Hey, Sue. Welcome to the broadcast. What's on your mind, Sue? Hi. Uh, what agency or uh, organization is in charge of the voting? What laws and regulations, rules and regs, control voting? And who do we have to, or where do we have to change laws? Pass new laws to to clean up the voting. Are you talking about in New York or in general across the country? In general. Okay, well, in general, uh, and actually also in New York, but in general, we have a patchwork of laws. The Constitution says that the uh, the states set the manner, the means and manner for their own elections. So it's a state-by-state thing, and then within each state, uh, often you have a county-by-county county thing. And that's sort of what you have in, uh, in New York City, but although— county by county or state by state. It's it's different. For example, it's the Board of Elections out there in uh, in in New York City. Out here, it's the LA Is County it? Registrar uh, County Clerk in Los Angeles County, although the Secretary of State of California also has a a, a fair bit to say. There's an election code which is passed by the legislature. You know, the people in New York uh, who are now the complaining the state legislature, you mean? Uh, the state legislature, yeah, out here in, in California, but also in New York, which I started to say, a lot of people complaining about those laws in New York and the way the primaries run. Well, a lot of that is established by the uh, by the state legislature, which is, you know, a majority Democratic. It has been that way for a long time. They've had a Democratic governor and they haven't done anything to change it. So, you know, the voters apparently are happy with it. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Sue. We have to make them. We have to make them. And Bernie has to get back up like Hillary. Get back up. Bernie needs to get back up. And when you say points, you mean percentage points, right? Correct. Yeah, percentage points. Thanks, Sue. I appreciate the Thank call. You. Good to hear from you. Uh, let me go to uh, to uh, Mark in Thousand Oaks. Hey, Mark, welcome to the broadcast. Hello. Hello. Yes. Well, yes. I am probably one of the very, very few Bernie supporters who segued over to Hillary. Uh, it's usually the other way around, but I did segue eventually uh, to Hillary for more reasons than I care to count now. But I did want to just, you know, I noticed people are really ticked off after last night. They're blaming Hillary for not, uh, for the lost ballots, for the sky being blue. Uh, you know, they're passionate people. We get that. That's why they come out in droves, et cetera. 
But I think people just need to be so mindful of the catastrophe that will happen if a President Trump or a Cruz, God forbid, would take over the harm that would come, and that by inactivity, by this Bernier bus movement, that's an activity. And, um, you know, I think people just need to come to grips. I understand they're, they're hurt, mm-hmm. but, they, you know, in order to keep Bernie's active movement, you need to vote down ticket. You need to participate and, and keep it alive. I mean, I used to watch uh, Russell Brand's truth every day, and, of course, Bernie was closer to that than anyone. Uh, but that just because Bernie's not there, you have the Elizabeth Warrens, the Sherrod Browns. I think it's a movement, and movements take time. So though they may be disappointed, you don't want to end it by letting a Republican take over. Appreciate the call, Mark. Thank you very much. Uh, GR, oh, a GRR engineer has, you, your question is if New York had been, what's your question, G? What Do, do you want to? You, you don't want to say it? Okay. Well, it's her question, uh, if New York had been an open primary, do I think Bernie would have won? Uh, I, you know what? I don't speculate. I have no idea. Yeah, a, a lot more independent voters uh, would likely have been able to participate. Um, and uh, the the independent vote has gone in a big way to Bernie Sanders, this entire primary process. So, yeah, he uh, he very well might have uh, won that. Yeah. And oh, John Wiener, whose uh, four o'clock report is up next, uh, says, yes, absolutely. Bernie would have won had it been an open primary. Uh, 818. Well, I'm sorry. I, ha- no, I do a- have one oh, thing to say. Oh, gee. Hi, gee. I, okay. yeah. I mean, I don't yeah, want to go on the air, but I, yeah, too I late. just checked. Yeah. Uh, my voter registration status in California here. Yes. Yeah. And everyone should go to because I wasn't sure. Yeah. I am Democrat. I realize you're registered out. as a yes. Democrat. But okay. go to www.lavote.net/vrstatus or call 800-815-2666. Uh-huh. vr status. If you're in Los Angeles. If you're in very Los easy, Angeles. Very easy. Very right. easy. Yeah. And you were registered as a Democrat? I just found out. I, and so I'm, I feel very relieved. All right. Well, we'll see. It is still June 7th is a few weeks away. So keep checking is all I can say. Uh, well done, G. Good to hear from you. All right. Let me get to, uh, do I have time? 818-985-5735. Uh, let's go to uh, Barbara in Inglewood. Hey, Barbara, welcome to the broadcast. What's on your mind? Oh, Barbara. Okay. Yes. Hi. 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 I am so happy to talk to you because there's so much I have to say, and I'm going to try to get it all out in one big gulp. Okay. Go ahead. I didn't hear everybody telling Obama to quit. Um, Bernie should go right on. And as far as them talking about destroying the Democratic Party, well, listen, there's just too much that... Hillary has done, my conscience won't let me vote for her. I feel that she and her husband are just ambitious people, and they will use any and everybody to get what they want. And all the, what what happened, I see every day the results of her husband signing that bill. And anyway, I heard somebody... What, what bill is that, Barbara? What bill? That was the Omnibus Crime Bill. And crime she, bill. Okay. He, she said, you better close your eyes and sign it. Then I was, I, I mean, I have been to places and seen the results of what that 
woman and her husband did. And I could never in good conscience vote for her. And if she thinks, oh, they don't have any place else to go, well, you know what? I have, I'm an African-American woman, and I was born in 1943. So I have seen what has happened to mm-hmm. us. And the worst thing in the world is not a Republican president. It may be for some of these women that she's catering to and these other people, but we have lived this. So to have someone, first of all, deceive us the way Obama did, and then to have her come along and have all of her political people get these... Barbara, how how do you feel that uh, Obama deceived you? Because he did. You know, he pretended he was going to be an FDR, and you know what? He hasn't been. And this Democratic Party nowadays, they're not the Democratic Party. You know, I just, I can't see how people, and this is one thing I am doing. I am a retired teacher. And when, when somebody attacks your profession, listen. You have no idea what Obama has done to the schools in my area. Uh, you know, the children, they can't, it's so much stuff that I can't even go into. You uh, okay, time, I, no, I, yeah, I don't have time, Barbara. I, listen, I appreciate it. Listen yeah. to me. I'm listening. When somebody says the first person they're going to invite is Netanyahu, I couldn't vote for her. Okay. Absolutely not. All Absolutely right. not. She is a farce. Don't oh. vote for her. Let the Democratic <laughs> Party do what they need to do. But, yes, we can do it without you, and we do have some other place to go. Uh, I'm changing to an, an independent with a small I. Okay. Brad, yeah. thank you for giving me all this time. But I'm telling everybody I know all the things that's happened to black people as a result of them uh, and the things that they did into in the black community that resulted. Those people that's on the stage with her, they didn't have to suffer with it. But uh, I was in what? <laughs> Maxine Waters came uh, and brought William French there, and he told that big lie that, that the Barbara, uh, uh, I, FBI I, weren't putting all that. This is from Democratic people. I hear you, Barbara. Thank you. Good job. And I, I'd, I'd love to listen to you all day. I really would, all but right, i got to okay. get out. All right. Thank you. Brett, thank you for my time. You bet. Thank you, Barbara. Uh, do I have one more? Let me do one more before I get to a break here, I think. And, and the other folks, a lot of folks are ringing in. I'll try to get to as many as I can. But we also got the Green News Report ahead. Ed in Los Angeles. Welcome to the broadcast. Oh, Ed. Yeah, hi. Hi. That was quite a speech there. Yes, it was. Uh, I'd like to start by saying that I'm a firm Bernie supporter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but I think that uh, there should be some changes in the uh, strategy that his campaign has been following. One, uh, I don't think making uh, overambitious claims uh, is a good idea because it only leads to a decrease in the uh, excitement. What, what do you mean, uh, Ed? And I got to go to a break, but so very quickly, what do you mean by overambitious claims? Mm-hmm. Uh, right up till the end, they kept saying he's going to win, he's going to win, mm. as opposed to, well, we hope we're going to win, gotcha. uh, but it's going to be a hard fight, and so on and so forth. But the other thing is, at the convention, it's more than just picking a candidate. It's doing the uh, program and the platform. So there are lots of things uh, 
that he can still influence yep. as long as he stays in the, the race, and that's what he should do. But he should also tone down the rhetoric a little bit a pr- about Hillary and just uh, stressed the importance uh, of supporting himself. Thanks, Ed. I appreciate those thoughts, all of them good ones. We're going to take a quick break, uh, try to get to a couple more of these calls if I can, 818-985-KPFK, and the Green News Report with Desi Doyen. That is straight ahead on the Bradcast. I'm Brad. Don't touch that dial. Dancing in the radio studio. I am always dancing in the radio studio. Hey, Dizzy Doyen. Uh, hey. Do we have uh, Do I have time to do one more call, or do I go? Should I go straight to the green news? Actually, report go to the first, green news first, and then we'll see. What we All got right. Left. All right. Hang on the line if you can. I'll try to get to you after the green news report. You'll have to be very quick. Uh, but let's get to it. Uh, this <laughs> our latest green news report. Three inches an hour. That's right, and it's not going anywhere. We've got some reports of 20 inches of rain that's already fallen. Another historic rain event, this time in Houston. Well, let me tell you, Flint is not alone. Secretary Clinton's big plan to eliminate lead contamination within five years. On climate change, we must deliver on the promises uh, that were made in Paris. World Bank President warns the world must stop building new coal plants. Plus, stop me if this sounds familiar. March 2016 was the hottest March on record. Stop. All of those stories and more straight ahead. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. If you go to Glacier National Park, it's sort of muddy hillside national park. (laughs) Well, then I won't go to Glacier National Park. Denial accomplished. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, here we go again. 20 inches of rain in some parts of Houston over the weekend? Yeah, it was 20 inches of rain in some areas in less than 24 hours. That's really historic. That was overnight on Sunday, a slow-moving storm that caused flash floods that submerged highways and roads and homes and killed at least five people. More storm systems are on the way for the region. And now we know that studies confirm extreme deluges have increased in the United States since the 1950s, which scientists a tribute to global warming. But not elected officials, apparently, who live in Texas, who is being so affected by global warming. They lost five people, but, you know, let's let's just keep denying. March 2016 was the hottest March on record. That's according to NASA. It broke the record for the hottest March set just last year, which broke the record set just the year before. Plus, the period from January to March 2016 crushed the global record for the warmest start of any year. And are you beginning to notice a trend here? I am. But wait, there's more. The past 11 months altogether in a row have been the hottest on record in 135 years of record keeping. Mm. 2016 is now on track to be the hottest year on record for the third year in a row. And that would be unprecedented. And yet the deniers keep denying. And I guess the mainstream corporate media keeps allowing those deniers to continue denying. In the wake of the Flint water crisis, Democratic presidential candidate and former secretary 
Secretary of State Hillary Clinton has proposed a goal of eliminating lead as a major public health threat in the United States within five years. At a speech at Reverend Al Sharpton's National Action Network conference late last week, Clinton called cleaning up lead in America an issue of environmental justice. It is no coincidence that black children are twice as likely as white children to suffer from asthma or that children of color are more likely than white kids to suffer lead poisoning or that race is the single biggest factor determining whether you live near a toxic site. However, Clinton's ambitious goal would require funding from Congress for new water infrastructure and cleaning up of toxic pollution, which again, as we always say here, (laughs) elections matter. Yes, they do. And this Congress can't even fork over money to stop children from being poisoned. Man, do we have a broken system. Which fruits and vegetables have the least amount of pesticide residue? Well, the Environmental Working Group has released its annual Dirty Dozen Produce and Pesticide Residue list to help you make decisions about organic versus conventional produce. Conventional strawberries now top the Dirty Dozen list for 2016, knocking apples off the number one spot. Nearly all strawberry samples, 98% that were tested by federal officials, had detectable pesticide residue. At the World Bank spring meeting, World Bank President Jim Yong Kim warned that international efforts to cut fossil fuel emissions are actually being undermined by some countries that are still considering plans to build cheap, high-emission coal plants. We're seeing countries around the world about to sign agreements for the dirtiest source of energy, which is coal. So we're working with countries right now to piece together deals that would make renewable energy cheaper, much cheaper in some instances than coal, and push forward the movement to mitigate uh, the effects of climate change. The World Bank, which provides loans to developing countries, announced a new focus on renewable energy projects and will devote a third of its investments to climate-related projects. Finally, some good news. Here in the U.S., a new report by the National Renewable Energy Lab shows that rooftop solar panels could provide nearly half of all U.S. electricity needs using technology available today. And the researchers said they calculated that using only the best, most suitable roofs. They excluded locations like parking lots, which would be suitable for solar canopies, and building facades. So they say the actual number could be much higher. For much more on that story and all the other ones we couldn't get to today, check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Don't forget you can download our reports anytime via Stitcher, TuneIn, or iTunes. Find us and follow us on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. Not all bad. No, it's not. Let the sun shine on your face. Uh, thank you, Desi. Let me see if I can get in a really quick call, and you'll have to be fast about it. Uh, Kim from South Pasadena. Hey, Kim, welcome to the broadcast. Oh, Kim. Thank you very much. I, I just wanted to call yeah. quickly. Just a, a quick note on your previous caller, Barbara, who identified herself as a black teacher. Um, it is amazing um, how Hillary uh, manages to gather so much of the black vote. I, I'm wondering brother and her friend are going to get wise to her and 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 uh, a true progressive she's not 
Yeah. And I just want to I just want to say we 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 seem mystified by all these things happening to suppress our vote. Be, to be clear, by the way, Barbara was not a supporter of Hillary Clinton. No, I I know she yeah. wasn't. She was okay. very critical, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I I think you know it's, it's uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm mystified why Hillary still commands such power amongst the black the black vote. Mm-hmm. But but your comments on all these voter suppression actions in New York um, got me thinking, and I and I just realized that you know these things all don't just don't happen out of thin air. I, I think there are very powerful forces in the country that put these problems into place so they can maintain power, basically. I mean, that's, that's going to be the major strategy for the Republican Party to suppress votes. Yep. So the less votes, the more they get elected. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and, and, I, I, think we, I think we have to realize we're up against very powerful forces in our fight for justice, for voting rights, and for Bernie. Well, listen, and I, of course I agree, and this is one of the points I've been making, as uh, horrible as these primary uh, elections have been in state after state after state for voters, and I'm only talking about for voters, uh, these are relatively small turnout compared to what we're going to see all on the same day in November, people. So, yeah, buckle up. And, uh, well, anyway, and, and I don't agree that, uh, you know, any that, that Hillary is so bad that uh, Donald Trump and Ted Cruz would be just fine. Nope, sorry, don't. Um, on Twitter, Dr. Tucker says that uh, for the caller who was born in 1943, since when did Obama promise to be FDR? Good question. We'll raise it on our next thrilling episode of the broadcast. Until then, my thanks to Desi Doyen, our producer, to Cynthia Cohn, our booking goddess, and uh, to those of you who uh, not only stopped by bradblog.com slash donate to help us continue doing what we do, but who spend a portion of your day or night with us. If you missed any portion of today's show, download it at bradblog.com. Drop us email, bradcast at bradblog.com, and hit us on the Twitters at the Bradblog. Until we meet again, I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world. Oh, oh, oh.